Welcome to the 2v1 Podcast. This is episode number 6, and it is November 20th, 2014. I'm joined by Josh and Alex once again. Hello, Hello Nick. everyone. Hello, Alex. So it's been a week since uh, Halo Master Chief Collection came out. Lots to talk why about. Would, why would you open we the We haven't been able that. to play it. <laughs> uh, because I want to get it out of the way, honestly. Um, and it's I know understandable we have... with all of the problems that it's been plagued with, obviously. It's... Yeah, I know we have grievances. Well, what's funny about, about that is it's currently updating on my console right now. But it's updated how many times already? True. <laughs> this was a gig. Like th- was two a or three. Gig too. That is a pretty yeah, big size. So, so maybe it's well, significant. As I'd said before, <clears throat> I honestly sort of just am not even bothering playing it until it's fixed. It's just too frustrating. As much as I love playing sit in the menu, because that, that can be fun just because <laughs> of how many friends we have playing. I mean... <laughs> You know, on average, I feel like I play one game per hour. If I sit in a lobby for three hours, I'll 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 get to play. I never games. had I never Absolutely. had issues getting into a game by myself. It was when I was uh, in a party. It's definitely better for me, but uh, I mean, it's 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 not like it's flawless whenever I'm just the only person. But it is better. I agree with that. It's just bad for me all around. Buying right. a console to play. <laughs> like, this I and I had. Happening. Oh yeah, I'm really fucking mad. I don't know if I express that totally to you guys other than jokingly but i am sort of uh regretting buying an xbox <laughs> i totally don't blame you and until it gets to normal playability levels i i, I mean i again i don't blame you and that's i don't see why that would change i mean there, there's a part like i hate how frivolous class action lawsuits are and everything but man you know if there were ever one where you were getting screwed out of something that you paid for i mean it's it's a barely usable product at this point <laughs> right it's a growing trend. Yeah, yeah, what is that? What games. is that? I don't know. It I think it has something to do with just how these new consoles are out and it's they've been a year since release and they're they're sort of established now. But like these are like the first wave of games that are probably developed specifically for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, like the last the last year had games all released on 360 and PS3 still, and they're still doing that. I don't know, like, the Master Chief Collection is only on Xbox One, so you'd think that they would have spent a lot of time trying to work that out, but it's also still so new that they don't know exactly what they're doing. Right. It's just so weird because Halo has never had a launch like this that I can no, remember. absolutely not. You mean where it was, like, messed up? So, I actually, I can't think of a multiplayer game that I played, which I haven't played that many over the years anyway, but experiencing matchmaking like this. Matchmaking has been around for a while now. Halo 2 was one of the first games to do that, and it did it well on the original fucking Xbox. Yeah. Um, why so can't, why can't that work now? That, that's what makes me so mad. They just failed, essentially. And the, the lack of preparation for it on clearly what's going to be the biggest, you know, launch title for Xbox One up to this point as far as multiplayer is concerned. And, you know, all of a sudden, hundreds of thousands of people hopping online at midnight and, you know, the day after and everything. I mean, did you really not anticipate that, you know? Yeah, like Halo is a flagship franchise, even though it's not under Bungie anymore and, like, maybe people don't care about it anymore. I mean, we're we're a generation later now, like, Kids today aren't going to look at Halo and be like, oh, I love Halo. Like, they have no That's nostalgia a really weird, for it. 
way to mm-hmm. think of things. I never thought of that. Dude, it's yep. it's an old That's series. Funny. It is old, and it's very possible, like the young, like ten years younger than us, don't give a shit about it. Regardless, they should have known that this game would have like a big initial oh, no. following. I'm mm-hmm. actually I'm reading the uh, the matchmaking updates that just went live. It's a pretty long list. Did they uh did they happen to add any more of the playlist no. back? Well, at least not in this list that's online. So I'm assuming no, but it's it's a lot okay. of just it's a lot of matchmaking improvements. That and rosters. Right. For, Enlighten us. What what sort of examples are you talking about? Here, I'll just read I'll just read one. Uh made a number of updates to how matchmaking progress is communicated to the player. With this update, you'll see better, more frequent and more in informative status updates throughout the matchmaking flow. So previous so players previous found, for example, will be displayed to let players know where they are in the matchmaking process instead of simply wondering if it's going to connect. Hmm. See, that's a good thing, I guess, but you could also just look at it as instead of looking at a screen where nothing's happening for an hour, you could look at a screen where you think you're getting into a match yeah, they, for an uh, hour. They yeah, improved the matchmaking flow, which is weird. It go, now it goes searching, searching for more players, players found, finalizing oh matchmaking process, and then connecting to session. <laughs> I think, I think that listing that in an update is just silly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't all seem right. really substantial to me. No, not at all. Like, oh, we're just gonna list these list of steps and people will think, man, it must be working now. Because it's reaching all of these steps. What? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just another, smoke and mirrors. Is, uh, made it is. an update to the exactly. team creation phase that allows players to be grouped by team. So I'm assuming that means no more one person being on the opposite team. Yeah, I I also read that one, so I hope I hope that's actually true now. And that um, you're supposed to stay with people that you're in a party with once a game ends. Yeah, that, that would be that, nice. How is that a how is that a it problem would, to begin with? Yeah, how how is that a problem to begin with? That, that just doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Again, I know nothing about the so back end of this stuff, but they've been around long enough, and this game has been a stable shooter for years now that there shouldn't be an issue. No, and it's not like it's not like this is three four three's first thing. Like they had Halo Four to figure this stuff out, and Halo Four worked immediately day one because I remember putting it in my Xbox. Letting it install and playing, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't around for the Halo Four long. I mean, so. I don't, <clears throat> I don't ever remember having this, uh, this bad of an issue with any game ever at launch. No, Not that's me personally. That's what I mean. Any game ever, and like I didn't play enough, probably multiplayer specific games to do that or to know. But the ones I've played, this is the worst mm-hmm. for sure. It's just not functional. Oh. <laughs> which well, uh, what the the updates and matchmaking. That I was reading, I didn't realize there's a whole second half of updates per type of matchmaking. So Halo 2 has an additional whole set of upgrades. Good. Hmm. That's Im- improved sure. post migration functionality. Just simple things, a bunch of per game. <laughs> hey, the key word there, simple. <laughs> True. <laughs> all all of that should have already worked. Improved a variety of networking issues to allow for improved consistency between host and clients in peer-to-peer matches. We'll see. <laughs> yes, we will see. That's we'll all. That's see. what it boils down to. Breaks the tonight, game hopefully. Even more somehow. I can't wait. I bet it will. That can, I mean, that happens. An update actually hurting the game. That, that's happened to Destiny already twice. I think. 
Really? I mean, not not like yeah. breaking the game, but their last it was a big deal. Their last update lowered the power of a lot of weapons to the point where like exotic weapons mm. were worthless. That's hilarious. So they they fixed that in the new update, I guess. An update to fix an update. <laughs> that's nice. the that's the times we live in. Games get released unfinished, and then they have to be updated to hell, and those might even be shitty too because they didn't yep. even get to test the update unfinished playability wise and content wise yeah. i'm afraid to play games at launch anymore yes i am too which i had avoided for years other than like halo 4 which was what two years ago now but that's just such a randomly new trend this year and like last of half year maybe and i was getting excited about buying games at launch again because i was i have this Better PC. I bought an Xbox One. We're do, we're right now currently doing, trying to do things with video games. And I want to stay current, but I can't because everything's fucking broken. And have you noticed it's primarily AAA titles too, which is, it is such AAA titles. It's these, these publishers uh, are just pushing and pushing and it, uh, it's hurting the actual developer. At least that's, yeah, view it. That's, I mean, I don't know. We, we don't know anything about real development because we aren't in it. But like, that's how I picture it also is, and I think we talked about it before or just to each other, that like setting a release date anymore kind of doesn't matter other than to build hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's true. And having like, you know, to do like marketing and advertising, like you have to get it this day. This is when it'll be available. Get excited. Other than that, it doesn't matter. Like, with how digital everything is now, it could it could be released immediately, and if you want physical, maybe you have to wait like a week or so. But everybody's trying to reach these dates, and in order to meet them, they have to cut corners, probably, almost certainly, with how some of the games recently released look. And that's just fucked. Like, they shouldn't even be allowed to charge full price and for them in that it's, state. It's the, the, the digital age we live in, too, because... Now, a developer probably knows it's it's shipping a game fucked up, but hey, I can just update it next week. They have week. something to fall back on. It. Yep. Go go back to what? Like yeah. PlayStation yeah. 2 and How lazy that is that? You know, the game <laughs> ships, that's it. The end. Yeah. Uh, there was no way for them to just so every fix every game shipped had to be, like, perfect. Or, or as perfect as yeah, it exactly. could be. That's not a thing anymore, though. Yeah. No. Alex, have you seen, um happen to have seen anything about Assassin's Creed Unity? No, I haven't, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Oh, it is a major, major failure. Why? Like, what? Just, I, I mean, just technical. Technical failure. Let's put it that way. Sure. <laughs> there's there's some really good images that I'm going to try and look for right now um, that I'll screen share with you. Oh, lovely. Uh, But, but it, it, it shipped, and like, all things aside, it's a typical Assassin's Creed game. Apparently, it's nothing new. Go, go figure. But, <laughs> but like this one is just sort of broken. How do you manage to break something that you've been doing the exact same thing with for like the first six years? True next gen yeah. one. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right about that. All right, I'm gonna. And it's it's now. sad too because of how many NPCs they fit on the screen at one time. It sounds like it's such a cool environment but when everything's so broken i don't want to i don't want to play it yeah guess who did that perfectly with no problem dead rising yeah yeah <laughs> you know and it was a launch title practically yeah, yeah pretty much yeah i mean 
obviously things are going to uh, vary between developers and whatnot, but like, <clears throat> if someone's doing it right, why aren't other big developers doing it? All, all of them. Why aren't right. all of them doing it right? Well, just so everybody, since nobody can see, obviously, the glory that I'm witnessing, Nick is screen sharing with me, and I personally don't see anything wrong. I mean, I see floating eyeballs in a mouth, and I think it's hilarious, <laughs> and maybe even preferable to the regular character models. I mean, this is outstanding stuff I'm seeing right here. I think it's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> That's a good one. Isn't that a good one? Oh, boy. They're... They're so funny looking, and that that's the only, like, redeeming thing that I've seen for this game, because obviously other glitches, you can't really convey in images and whatnot, like, people just clipping through walls and whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but like, these ones that have been floating around where it's just people's faces disappearing, but it, <laughs> but it leaves their eyeballs and mouth floating. It, it's horrifying, <laughs> but actually... <laughs> hilarious at the same time i like how they keep like a very good chunk of the gums too i mean that's a pretty hard i know that look that you know it, it looks like one of those walking <laughs> <laughs> this is okay now one. now there's one of a guy's uh he has his hood up so it's just like a black hole except there's eyes floating in it and it's really amazing <laughs> i definitely encourage our listeners to google some of these the infamous no face glitch yeah for assassin's creed this it, this is outstanding yeah so but, like to be serious, I mean, people saw this. They saw this before it shipped. If it's happening to everybody, then that means it's impossible that nobody saw this, you know, on the development team. Right? I don't care if it's the development team's fault or, you know, the publisher, which is probably, you know, them pushing it, like Josh said, is more likely. No matter what, it's it's just not acceptable. I mean, how can you do that? I don't know. And that was like the launch of... um Fallout New Vegas. Remember the the. I mean, some it was the same thing. Some of them Fallout were absolutely had a lot hilarious. of problems. The dude's head spinning. Yeah, spinning around, like just cocking to the side and not stopping. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hilarious. But then you're, you're like, okay, well, that was funny one time. Now I'd like to actually have a complete product. Now I want to play this game that I spent sixty dollars on. Right. See, Nick, this is when people like you and I are rewarded for just refusing to do that because we know better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it and like I said. I wanted to be current with things now, and if, if we're trying to do a podcast like this, and, like, I'm trying to do stuff on YouTube and whatever, I want to be somewhat current. Like, I don't sure. want to be totally current, but stuff like that makes it really hard, because I don't... I purposely avoided spending full price on games for so long, because they were always disappointing. Yep. And I gave them a second chance recently. And now this is how you're repaid. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't really experienced it until halo yeah and, and let's i mean we we all get a, a free pass on this one as far as being current goes because of course we all got halo so right now we are current and we've spent the past 20 minutes talking about what a colossal failure it is not being able to play it and how <laughs> yeah and how it's not exactly. even like a game we're not even talking about the game yeah like i said like menu sitting i mean it's great but it's not what i paid for no <laughs> like I one of the things that I couldn't believe with that and and I don't want to go too long about this like 20 minutes is probably already too long but I have had to quit out of Halo a lot like it froze or mm -hmm. it got stuck in some weird like searching for a game loop or post lobby thing sometimes it never moves from that I have never even thought that that would be possible on a console 
I I can understand like PC games have issues and like where your your game is not only relying on the game itself, but it's relying on your computer working. Right, like, but a console's sole focus is to play video games. Consoles on. only do video games or like whatever the side like random apps are, like movies and stuff that yeah, you're right. not doing at the same time. It, right. I couldn't believe that. I I think the last time I played it, uh, like this weekend or something, I I had to quit out of that game at least five times. And I think I only sat down to try and play it for two hours or yeah. something. Like, that just shouldn't happen. I th- like, <laughs> well, game crashing shit like that should be a glaring problem before it's ever even shipped. Well, I am definitely, and this is pure speculation, because I'm, as one of the two you earlier said about, you know, not being on the back end, not knowing how it works, I get all that. But what I know from being an experienced gamer and my experience, for example, with last generation, I am so ready without anything to back it up to point my finger at Microsoft too and, and their console because there is something really fundamentally wrong with the Xbox Live service, especially, especially in regard to NAT. I don't know what it is. And the only reason I can, I feel that I can make that claim and validate it is because simple process of elimination going back and forth between some of the things that have happened on 360 and the one. Whereas, you know, I even just party chatting back before I opened, you know, I had to do the port forwarding and all that on my router. Right. Everything was fine on 360. I would turn it off, turn on my Xbox One, same connection. Same speed, same everything, you know, all other things equal. That's how you test for problems. You change one variable at a time. The only variable I changed was the console that I was on. And suddenly <laughs> I, I couldn't, you know, do party chat with so-and-so. Or I couldn't play with so-and-so. And that is an Xbox problem. That is the console's issue. So, you know, if we're talking about, like, the Assassin's Creed, stuff like that, yeah, it's a software issue, clearly, especially if it's happened on, yes. on you know, multiple platforms. But when it comes to all these Xbox Live problems, and, of course, namely Halo, I'm so ready to blame the console and God, whoever invented NAT, I just hope he, oh, I wish horrible things upon him. I, I mean, <laughs> I get it for, you know, PC, you know, computers and whatever, cause I get that, but I don't see why it has to affect consoles. I don't understand why. I don't either. I also don't understand why Halo Master Chief Collection was released. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, they were like, hey, it has to be on this 10 year anniversary. Doo-doo. Yeah. It's been so. 10 years, has to hit this date. I don't care if it isn't working. <laughs> you can't even play multiplayer, though. It doesn't matter. It has to come out. We'll still make a bunch of money off of it. That conversation occurred in a big room around a mahogany <laughs> table with a dozen... With everybody in decades. business suits sipping liquor out of glasses. Yes. Uh, yes, that's ex- out of the roly-poly Mad Men glasses. And smoking <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> yep, that happened. It did. So on to bigger and better things then, yeah. and I'm going in reverse, which is sad. Uh, Simon, you can eat your words. I did beat <laughs> Sleeping Dogs, um, so it did not take me three more months, thank you. Within a that. week. Yes, exactly. I said I would beat it, and I did. And just a quick wrap-up on that. I, I you know, finished it up and really enjoyed it. The story was great all the way to the end. It uh, I don't want to say it ended abruptly cuz they they actually had a fair amount of cinematics and everything. But uh good ending seemed pretty appropriate. There it was a little unrealistic some of the stuff that happened to Wei Shen and he was still walking and fighting more importantly. But yep. it's a video game and you know an extreme over the top kung fu movie essentially, so I had to give it a little room there. 
Anyways, yeah, just kept on breaking legs. I did find a new move that I liked, which was breaking <laughs> breaking arms over your shoulder. That was amazing. So I did start breaking both uh, types of limbs there for a while. But overall, Good. great experience. And I once again, I want to recommend that to anybody who didn't play it on the last generation, pick it up this time around on the Xbox One for the remastered uh, version because it's totally worth playing. And I actually felt guilty when I beat the game and, you know, it went back to the game, and I'm, I'm in my loft, and it's like, oh, and you, you know, you can go back and do all the side quests and, you know, get your face up and this and that and the other thing. And I was just like, ah, you know, I'm done. Like, and I immediately exited out, and I almost felt bad because <laughs> it makes me laugh that the night I finished it, I got an achievement on maybe the second or third to last main mission of the game. And I got the achievement, I checked, and it said, you, you completed 25% of the game, essentially. I was oh, like, wow. Oh, yeah, I'm like, there's you know, so much good content in here. I just don't have time for it. So hopefully other people that aren't as bogged down with stuff queued up for them to play, uh, you will get a ton of gameplay and enjoyment and hours spent sunk into that game. And it's one game I can confidently say you hey, will get from the time time. you spent, I, From the time that you hit the guide button on your controller, the time you saw what that achievement actually was, how long did it take, do you think? Uh, a few seconds, whereas it would take at least... At least 30 minutes on the Xbox One. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're playing on 360. Okay. Okay. Right. right. I forgot. And I actually was just going to say, um, because that Definitive Edition just came out, it's the timing of that is so unfortunate. That's been out for a bit. It, it hasn't In been that regard? long. It came out, it came out close to the holiday with all these other, yeah, with all these other games coming out. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure at most it came I out a month ago. I was going to say early September, but. No, I don't think so. I am right fact now. Check. I, I'm, I'm on. Yeah, I'm in the fact check. It. I that's that's what I'm a little upset about. Is like that's a really great game, and now they re-released it on new consoles, and they did it at a time when a like a fuck ton of new games are coming out that everybody else is going to be more concerned with. Yeah, if you're not a huge juggernaut blockbuster title, you really should stay away from the holidays because you're just going to get smoked by the Call of Duty, yeah. the Halos, and God knows what else. Yeah, I wonder who. All right, made well, that shit. Call. I was way off. Uh, October fourteenth. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. So it was about a month ago yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, it was in. It was in before some of the holiday stuff, but not by a lot. <laughs> wow. Speaking of some of these releases too, Grand Theft Auto Five for the Xbox One, number one bestseller in, video, in Xbox. I want to get it right now on Amazon. I want to. I want to play. Oh that wow! Game again. So so re-releasing that was a good idea, I guess. Yeah, I guess, and I mean, I mean, I'll buy it eventually. I'm, I'm not paying sixty dollars for it, but um, yeah, as you guys know, I played a fair bit of the multi and then abandoned ship not too too long after doing the campaign because I saw that it was going to be uh, re-released, and I figured I might as well play it on the one. So I'll get yeah, definitely. Hey, random, uh, random Smash Brothers comes out tomorrow. Wonder how that's going to go. Wonder, wonder if that online's going to sell get really well on the first day. It is, it is going to get fucked on the first day because Nintendo does not know but, what they're doing. But watch it be no. perfect. It's you know what? I'll, yeah, I'll at least give them that little bit of leeway. <laughs> it probably will be perfect. But they would get leeway, like you said, Alex. Like, mm -hmm. people aren't going to be freaking out. At least, I don't know. I know this, I know the Smash community is just unreal. Yeah. So people might actually really freak out. Yeah. But they did release the 3DS one and, the the little bit that I did hear about that game was that it. And I don't remember fine. hearing anything when Mario Kart came out because I know that was a pretty big launch too. Yeah, and Mario Kart was online. The, also, the lone yeah. two Wii online games that matter. Well, I think there's others, but name one, name one. I'll talk. We're we're one. in a 
Pikmin. Maybe. Pikmin That's a guess. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guess. <laughs> I actually don't know. I know Pikmin had multiplayer before. The new one might not even have a multiplayer mode, let alone be online. <laughs> See? <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't care. I, I still am going to get a Wii U someday. That's all. But How is whatever. Mario Kart... Uh, this is super off topic, kind of, but the original Mario Kart for the Wii is number 58 in top-selling Amazon games right now. That's very surprising. I definitely thought that game would have sold really well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It, actually, it probably did, no, just comparing it to other no, things I'm, on Amazon. I'm talking really the count. original Mario Kart on the Wii, not the new Wii U one. And oh, it's still yes. 58, you're saying? Oh, oh, yeah, that was huge. So it's actually dude. very yes. high. <laughs> yeah. That was when that was when we still yeah. worked at GameStop. A it was Wii never there. still on the top 100. Yeah. I that think for the time, I think for the time of its release and then months after, yeah, it just was always gone. It was never available. So I, that makes sense to me. I don't know. I don't know anything about Nintendo well, games or nothing at this point anymore. I keep my ear to the ground, but don't spend a lot of time with it. Or my, with it. my, my personal little, uh, quick news flash is that Resident Evil Revelations 2 is going to be 40 bucks when it comes out. And I'm pretty happy about that. That Good. is awesome. And the only thing I'm not sure about, and I wasn't able to find it out within 60 seconds of Googling, so obviously I lost interest. But <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Once again, I don't know if they're going to have online co-op for campaign, which they did not in the first Revelations, which was very stupid. And I'm nervous that they won't again. And it wouldn't work charge, anyway. Then, well, that or they would charge twenty dollars to add that feature. So <laughs> yeah, there you. Go. That's, that's actually why. What that's why happen. it's only forty bucks. Assistive co-op <laughs> you play. Have to, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm looking at that, Josh, and uh, it says single player mode with an AI partner or offline co-op. So that's pretty much the answer, I think. Yeah. Really, <laughs> really. Oh uh, God, Majora's Mask, uh, Nintendo 3DS. That's awesome. It is awesome, and also everybody knew it was going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since they did Ocarina. So yeah. Hey, that's sweet. Before we get too far away from it josh i'm not letting you sunset not, overdrive i'm not letting you not talk about sunset <laughs> yeah let's give it the floor right now playing that game at this point <laughs> I, i've well, been too caught up in, in, in my hatred towards halo to remember anything about that game i don't <laughs> hey we're halo's dead what's halo i want to yeah. know about sunset overdrive who and what is a halo tell us about sunset overdrive uh i liked it uh, i don't i didn't love it I feel like the reviews I read kind of super overhyped it. Everyone was loving it from what I saw. I didn't see any bad reviews. Imagine that. But I, I didn't either. Ending, man, I was getting bored. It was the same damn thing over and over again. Alex, I think you would like it a lot in the in just the general idea that uh, it's a very Dead Rising s game, uh, especially the humor. Mm-hmm. It, it's straight Dead Rising humor, just over the top silly bullshit. And uh, okay, I, the, my the first thing I immediately noticed were you know. They, whenever a new character comes out, they introduce them. You know, their face on the screen, whatever. This is this character with a little note on the bottom. Pulled directly from Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the exact same screen when a new character comes out is just that Borderlands. Yeah, they, like, come out and it's, like, real crazy and it has their name across the screen and all That's that. That's what I was picturing. Yeah, it, like, zooms in on their head and it has, like, a little, just, like, a little, I don't want to call it a slogan, but, like, a cup, a little blurb, a blurb. about them. Yeah. Ex- Yes, very good. And the camera's doing Just that little exact, sway thing. Exact yeah. same thing. That's my my biggest gripe with that game were the the tower defense side missions or missions. I didn't even know that was in that in it at all. Um, 
Yeah. I hated it. it. It was just typical tower defense. You laid down traps, and I don't even know what you would call. They weren't zombies. I forget what they were called. Mutants or whatever. Just rushed. It was yeah, it whatever. was shitty. I hated it. I couldn't <laughs> stand it. But why? What? Wait. Why didn't it? Why I just did don't you hate it. Did, it. did it not work well? I don't like, don't tower, like tower defense, defense to begin with. Right. Just the way it was set up. Like you would have to protect like two or three different areas at some points. But but there were different okay. entrances to each of those areas. So there would be like six total entrances for three areas or something. And and you had to protect okay. all of that during just this onslaught of these mutants. And it, it was difficult. Um, and the you had to unlock traps along the campaign, so it's not like you just immediately got traps to lay. Had it, everything yeah, available. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you like tower defense, I guess it wouldn't be that bad, but it reminded me a lot of Brutal Legend. Yeah. Ooh. But I didn't, I didn't hate <laughs> the Brutal Legend stuff, but <laughs> what were you going to say, Alex? I was going to say, what's Brutal Legend in our t- uh, typical smart-ass tone, because I, I, oh, yeah. I never had any hey. interest in that game. I loved that game. I liked it a lot. Really? I thought, I thought it Oh yeah, dude. I thought that game was really cool. It just it just tried to force weird gameplay on you. I I loved the idea of it obviously because I love like metal and everything. And it had all it hit all the right notes for no pun intended. <laughs> for <laughs> for like right now. what you would picture like classic classic metal all through some some more recent stuff like it had a really amazing soundtrack like it, it was really good i i had a really good time it just tried to make an rts out of an action third person rpg it was it was weird not even an rpg mm-hmm. just an action adventure game yeah it was strange and and like you had to it had a really funny premise with the rts stuff is that you had to set up like a concert <laughs> to battle which was such a really great idea, but in practice, it just didn't really work. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really think of it as tower defense. It was absolutely Josh, tower defense. It, yeah, because didn't you actually like I, it, build things around the stage and then? Yeah, but that's, that's not tower a tower defense game. No, a tower defense game is keeping things from getting to a certain getting to point. the stage in Brutal Legend. No, in Brutal Legend, you build a stage and then built things around it to boost the stage and your you know, whatever your army. It was it was an RTS. It was an RTS game, basically. Yeah. Not a yeah, tower. There, there I wouldn't, is, I wouldn't no, call I, it a tower defense that. game. Makes sense. There is one there is So everybody, Brutal Legend, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, Brutal <laughs> Legend. You should go back and play it because it was really cool and probably you didn't play it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean nice that from what you're saying was a genuinely fresh idea. Had a really good time with it. I did all of the collectibles Ooh. in that game. Oh, when Nick does all the collectibles, then that means they were worth it. Yes. Back to Sunset Overdrive. The new scale. Yeah, yes. Sunset Overdrive. It was Tangent. the most fun <laughs> I've had actually traversing an open world game. That's what yes, I've heard. It, they did it well. However, when you're on foot, like on the ground, it's the shittiest game ever. Yeah. So like it, it doesn't just like kind of push you towards going across the rooftops. You have to. Um, and they don't right. explain it at all. They just, they They're just, just like, hey, go, you can grind on everything. Into it. it wasn't until at least halfway through the game that they told you told you you're able to wall run. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, are you sure you were able yes. to at any point, or did, was that one of those things? No, you, you could at any time, because I, I was immediately, because I knew they didn't introduce that. But it wasn't until halfway through the game that they actually told you, and it was like, hey, you know, hold X against the wall to run on the wall. That's yeah. kind of bad. 
And yeah. holy <laughs> fuck, that game caught me off guard. It's so vulgar. Yeah, I mean, what's it rated actually? Mature. Is it no? It, is it teen? It's extremely. Mature. It is mature. Yeah, they okay. Every other word is the f bomb for the most part. Oh, oh wow, yeah, it's extremely vulgar. I really didn't yeah. expect that. Yeah, the opening scene, they like zoomed in to the dude's apartment, and they they had a little ratchet and clank nod. There was like a, a sticker for a game on the uh, on the fridge that said "Catch it and Frank." That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> but see, I. I really want to play Sunset Overdrive just because I absolutely adored the it's, Ratchet it's and not, Clank You series. can't compare. You I don't can't. believe I'm, that. I di- I disagree I, without I'm playing. I'm telling you, you can't compare. <laughs> yes, it has those weird, crazy, out-of-control weapons, but that's it. Well, that's all Ratchet and Clank was. Fair it point. was a It was a shitty platformer with really good guns, so that's... That's why I think of them as the same, pretty much. Josh, rebuttal. That, okay, there's a, a lot of guns in in it, um, but it. Wait, wait, qualifier. Neither of you played any. Yes, of the I Ratchet played the uh, right? up your arsenal. No, but I'm not making any arguments. <laughs> you played up yes. your arsenal, Josh. Okay, well, so you at least played um, one of them. Yeah, but yeah, it has a, a ton of guns you can use, but you have to unlock them, and you have to do side missions yeah. to get them. Then you run out of ammo yeah. super quick for them, so you have to switch to a different gun. I don't get why that's any of that's problem. You don't get to like, fully experience one of the weapons. At least I didn't think so. You either, you're either constantly switching between weapons, or you favor one weapon the entire game. That sounds awful. I would never even do that anyway. Maybe it's just how I play it. I don't know. Yeah. You're saying it happened to you naturally, yes, Josh. Yes, because you, you get the one weapon. Like, all right, the weapon you start with, we'll say. You're obviously using that the most at the beginning. Therefore, you're upgrading it the most. Therefore, it's becoming the most powerful. It does, you don't want to switch right. to a different weapon. That's That, I think, is something that boils down to, do you want to see what the game has to offer, or are you trying to get through it with as little resistance as Yeah, and at first, possible? I was switching between weapons. I'm like, oh, these are cool, like, different weapons. But as I started playing the game more... I wanted to get through it because I got bored out of my mind. It was a, it was the right. same thing. So, you met a different group of survivors. They gave you a mission. You went and collected something or killed something, and you came back. And you did that five or six times. Hey, hey, I just want to say that is what every game is. It, it is. <laughs> that is every video game. So I, I know I know it's really easy to tear things down for that, but you do the same thing over and over after the first two hours of and every video And I guess another game. major complaint is the variety of enemies. It's like... That is a valid complaint, It was complaint, just the I same think. shit over yes. there. <laughs> yeah, that, that does suck. I actually thought that just looking at the very brief videos I watched for that game was just, these are the same things over and over. That That does bother me personally. I hate when games do that. Dragon Age 2. <laughs> Dra- uh, Maps. Wait, wait. Let's think of everything in Dragon Age 2 that was just repeated ad nauseum. The yeah, entire and, 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 and I hate them for it, and I'll never forgive them, but it's a shame they did that because the game otherwise was it was that bad? Because I so swear I've fun. heard that a lot. Oh, it, yeah, it was It really was a travesty. So, it was so they really would just send bad. back to the same areas? Or? No, no. Well, yes and no. So... I'm, I wanted to talk about Inquisition anyway, so we can yes. say, we can seg, seg into that with, Segway. Very with good. Dragon Age 2. Dragon Age 2 was set in just one area called Kirkwall, uh, a, a city, you know, torn between the mages and Templars. We're not going to go into a whole thing, but it kind of made sense that you were in that one city the whole time. I was okay with that. That wasn't a problem. 
It's just that anytime you did a side quest in Dragon Age, you would usually go to like another dungeon outside. It would be like a whole separate map or something or, or whatever. In Dragon Age 2, anytime you went outside of Kirkwall, I think you only went to one place that was actually outside of Kirkwall. Can you can, can you confirm that, Alex? It was like a outdoors along the, like a coast. Nick, if it wasn't, if it wasn't one, it was very limited. There, there yeah. might have been a couple, and I know, I know that coast that you're talking about. I feel like yeah. there might have been a, a few more, but point is, it was, it was extremely limited compared to Dragon Age Origins. Right. So there was that coast, at least. That was the one yep. map that you could explore outside of Kirkwall. Other than that, anytime you were doing aside anything, even in that other map, it would, it would like, transport you into a walled-off dungeon with certain paths and certain doors and all that stuff. And they were the same all the time. Yep. They, and they like sometimes they would like spawn you five, in a different area of it and I you think. had to work backwards or sideways. It, like, but overall, it was, it was literally game, the exact same map. Which was insane. Josh. Yeah, it, it really is insane. Yeah, like you would, you would literally... It, you would go a certain path every time through it, enemies at the, probably the same places every time, big enough rooms to fight the group of enemies in the same place constantly. It was unreal. It was like, like you get shitty throwaway missions in RPGs that are like, go collect this many things, go take out this group of bad guys. In Dragon Age 2, it would just send you to the same map to do all those different things. Yeah, so there was no <laughs> no variance whatsoever. No, and it was so hard to, like, stay interested, and that sucked because that game, like, it made the combat a little simpler compared to Origins in a good mm-hmm. way, I think. It just, it like, that game had a really great evolution of the combat just thrown into this shitty unrealized collection of three maps that you did the same thing in over and over mm-hmm. again. It sucks so bad. And it actually had a pretty good story. I like the characters. Like, you you played as a named guy, kind of like Mass Effect, where you're Shepard. You played as Hawk in Dragon Age 2, and it was awesome. Twin Peaks. Other than that, it sucked. But Inquisition, then. I don't know. Inquisition <laughs> is awesome, but I haven't played that much, unfortunately. It just came out this past Tuesday, um, so only like two days ago. I haven't got to spend a ton of time with it due to real life, which sucks. <laughs> Overall, I've only played, I think, three hours total now, and I, I am already incredibly sucked in and want to keep playing. They kind of went back to Dragon Age 2 in terms of gameplay. It, it feels mm-hmm. the same. It's not, it's not really tactical, as much as Origins was, where where you kind of really needed to consider what your entire party was doing at yeah, times. Yeah, totally. Um, you you had to pause and like kind of look at your surroundings and think who's doing what. Do I need somebody healing, buffing, whatever? You don't. You didn't have to worry about that in Dragon Age Two, and you totally don't have to worry about that in this game. They um they really simplified it for the most part, which is fine. I know. I know probably. A majority of the audience would probably hate that, especially when it comes to, like, RPGs. I would liken the transition of this game to how Mass Effect evolved. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good analogy. It's, and I mean, it's Bioware, so they obviously realize that. 
as they were doing it. But the first Mass Effect was pretty convoluted. It had a really bad inventory system, but it was deep. It was just hard to mm-hmm. maneuver. True. Um, and then they just kind of simplified it over the series, and like three turned out to be the best gameplay. Yeah, for without sure. question, it was amazing. And that that is how Inquisition is. Is Dragon Age Origins was pretty complex and obtuse if you didn't know what you were doing. Um, then Dragon Age Two really really simplified it, and it kind of was a hack yeah, and slash. And uh, that that's mostly what Inquisition is now. Is like if if you played Dragon Age Two, then you're ready for mm-hmm. this you game. You find yourself and you're used to it, or just running in fucking. Absolutely not. No pausing at all. I mean, I've only played three hours, but in Dragon Age 2, I never paused at all. You just you just go for it. The only time I'm pausing in this game is because I'm still very early in it, that I'm, I'm just getting used to the new control, like slightly new controls, and getting back into how this game plays. Because Dragon Age 2 is like three years ago. or uh, Yeah, like three years ago, I think. Yeah, it, yeah totally. So it's, it's been a while. So I, I didn't remember really how that game played, and I only played it once, so I wasn't, like, totally remembering how to go into this game. Game, So just gameplay-wise, it, it works really well. It's really fun and fluid. Um, I told you guys that, like, this game is absolutely tailored to a controller, uh, where people were probably hoping that they would maybe go back to, like... Origins was made for a PC. Origins was a yeah. PC game, 100%. Yep, and... I recently played Awakening, um, cause I put it off forever and just waited till it was on sale and I bought it on Steam for like nothing. So I finally played it a couple months ago. And I was, that was the first time I was playing that, like Origins with mouse and keyboard. And I loved it. It was awesome. Like on console with Origins, I was pausing all the time because you had to do the whole radial menu thing. But on PC, you have, you have literally every ability like at the bottom of your screen if you want. So you don't really have to pause. It's there. And it was a lot faster. You could zoom out to an isometric view that, that gave you a really great view of everything. And, um, made it, made it really easy to figure out what you were doing. I, I really didn't have to do tactics as much with the PC version. And, uh, now going into Inquisition, I tried initially playing it with mouse and keyboard and it was really difficult. They, they made the controls weird. Like, it felt unnatural. I, I had to, like, constantly think about what I was doing, and it, it just, it was jarring for the most part. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think I can play this way. I have to try the controller. And as soon as I tried the controller, it just felt, it just felt like any other third-person action game. It just made sense, mm-hmm. I guess. wonder if I'd like it. So, um, well, we had this discussion a while ago about you, Dragon Simon, Age 2, you would have liked it, guaranteed. You sh- Guaranteed. Did, didn't you try Dragon Age two though? Demo or the trial or whatever. And you had no interest in no, playing I, anymore. No, I liked it a lot. No, I guarantee. I guarantee oh. you'd like. You would like it. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, you would like this game. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Maybe this will be the game that if, I play if next you, year that you two have already played and beaten. Yeah. There you go. You could. I mean, and and here's another thing for anybody that hasn't played any of the series. Dragon Age is so not a sequel based series. Mm-hmm. Origins was its own thing. Dragon Age 2 was its own thing. It introduced a named character that you that you could only play as, and they had their own story and whatever. And then Inquisition, again, goes back to you can create your character, and they have a name, kind of, and they have a voice actor that has specific lines they're going to say. But, again, it's a new thing. 
Like it, there's, there's only little bits of pieces tying them all together. And that's just because of the mm-hmm. universe, not really care. Some characters, you know, transition between the series, but I don't know. You, you, Josh, you could definitely just play this game and not really know shit about it and it would be fine. Hmm. But it has, it has an extensive codex like Mass Effect. But it doesn't have um, the codex all... for me to fall asleep to. It doesn't. Alex, <laughs> I, that was, it's funny you say that because the other night when I was playing and I was like, I kind of want to read through some things just because I don't remember some stuff and whatever's new I'm going to read through also. And in the journal, I was just thinking, I was like, why did they never do that? Especially with it also being Bioware. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, it's the same company. It's the same idea. They have this huge list of backstory and, and just universe that in Mass Effect, they had narrated if you wanted when you went into the menu, but Dragon Age doesn't do that. So just, just for our listeners to know, I have a huge man crush on the Codex Man from Mass Effect 3. I actually have the entire, it's one big MP3 and, uh, I can just sit there. Sometimes I listen to it in the car. Sometimes I have it on if I'm just hanging out in the apartment. I just, I love him. He's, he's the man. Fantastic voice. And it's Mass Effect, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's very well, it's very well voiced. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's very, he, he comes off informative and educational. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm listening like, to an audiobook. <laughs> he has like a, a teacher like yes. quality when you're listening it. to it. <laughs> A myth common to several cultures in the galaxy, Reapers were once imagined as space monsters that consumed entire stars. And and it, it just works so well. And, like, that would be so great in Dragon Age. I just don't get why they yeah, didn't do that. It's silly. And, I, and that, that whole thought came to me, the other like, just the other night. I was like, holy shit, this game should have a Codex Man. And it doesn't. I can't fault it that much. It still has all that text there if you want to read it. And... and and sometimes I think this game actually has, like, way more stuff than Mass Effect. Already, I just find things strewn about the little bit of the world that I've seen that are like, read this, read this, read this, read this. Like, it's always updating the yeah. codex. Maybe that's why, just because it has more. They didn't do that. I don't know. couple more quick things, just initial things. They definitely recycled some Mass Effect stuff in this game specifically. Going so far as using the same sound clip as a banshee. What? And I, yes, I <laughs> Nick, just, kidding me. just noticed that. Yeah, I just noticed that right before we did this, I was playing when I got home. Um, there's an enemy that is very tall and lanky and skinny and whatever, just like a banshee in Mass Effect <laughs> 3. And they make the exact same. Oh, that's so lazy. The, the, <laughs> the like shrill, yeah, like the shrill high, like pitch scream screech whatever i still think that's a horrifying sound <laughs> it is and when it happened i was like oh my god am i playing mass effect oh no did they it make you want to play it. the mass Fuck. effect multi yeah it did and again another thing they recycled from mass effect is apparently the multiplayer in this which i haven't tried yet so i can't that's say a, that, that would for be a sure good thing though it would it is a good thing i know it is a good thing it's just they they did kind of just say well, this was cool in Mass Effect and people seem to like it. Let's put it in Dragon Age. So I haven't tested how that's going to work yet. I kind of wanted to play before we did the podcast, but I didn't get a chance. Lazy. Um, so we'll we'll see how that is. Yeah, laziness for sure. But do you guys remember in Mass Effect 3 how 
you know, it was the final of the trilogy and like the Reapers were going to shit on everybody. <laughs> it had, it had the galactic. Yeah. That which you know is Reapers are your salvation to destruction. <laughs> it had the galactic map that would show your influence over certain parts of the galaxy and like yes. whether or not you're going to win at the end of the game. Yeah, totally. I'm getting that feel. I'm getting that feel from Inquisition. There is an overall map that shows Ferelden and Orlay, which are like the two of the major countries in the world of Dragon Age. You get to like choose things within the map and like you it's more like research, but also you're fueling the Inquisition and building power and whatever. AKA you're trying to stop the Reapers mm-hmm. or building an army against the Reapers. And as soon as that happened, I was like, this is both really cool because I think this works really well for Dragon Age, which is, it's like medieval, you know, building armies, building power. It's like, it, it makes sense medieval. And also very lazy. <laughs> it is also very lazy. I, I was just like, man, it was kind of cool in Mass Effect. It wasn't really that big of a deal. You just did it and it did have some outcome on the end of the game. You didn't really know why. But, like, now it's a crucial aspect of Inquisition, so it's a little different, but at some point, you can't just start overlapping all of yeah. your games. Like, even though you're the same developer, do something different, and you see this shit in Ubisoft. Yeah, that's so true. Next thing you know, the next Bio Bioware game will be, like, called... Mass Empire Knights of the Old Dragon or something like that. And it'll just, and you'll have, <laughs> it'll just be you'll a have a boat conglomeration of all of it. You'll have a boat named the Normandy <laughs> and you sail around with guns and swords. In Ferelden. <laughs> In Ferelden, yes. Future Ferelden, where the Reapers are attacking. Yep. And that's just those, those like little hints of things bleeding over into other games from the same developer. It just makes me a little disappointed. It doesn't bother me. I, I just... It doesn't bother me. What? If, it, if it's little enough... No, you if don't it's think? little enough and if it works well, then I I don't have an issue with it at all. But... It, it sort of... It blurs their identity you together. Get, I like the idea of keeping them separate. Yeah. And, and it just starts to become like a... Well... A factory producing a product. But if it's something yeah, that that's works good, well... Good way of putting it. And they know it works well, why risk something small screwing up a certain aspect of a game because you have to create it from scratch. If that makes Well, because sense. then then you're sacrificing the whole art aspect of the industry. Creative. Yeah, you're sacrifice, sacrificing that, that's why I'm something yes. small. If it's something small, you got an entire game of creativity in front of you. But if it's something small like what you reference and you know it works and you enjoy how it works, it, I don't mind. I don't mind. No, it, ju- it just depends on how you how you interpret small. It, I mean, this T- t- to me, yes. it's sort of, from what Nick has said, it's almost like they have this template and then they're just putting lipstick on it and dressing it up in a different way, but the core skeleton of the game functions a similar way. And that's, I wouldn't yes. call that small, but that's just my opinion. I think, I don't want to, ov- I don't want to really stress that stuff. Like, Dragon Age is its own thing, yeah. for sure. And it's, it, just a couple things I noticed that it was borrowing from Mass Effect. But, contrast that with Ubisoft. They do the exact same things in Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. They are the same yeah. games for yeah. the most part. And I I noticed this only recently, which I'm sort of kicking myself for. But like Assassin's Creed is a a go to 
thing for them. That'll probably be a yearly franchise for a while, mm-hmm. if I had to guess. And I put off Far Cry 3 for a while, up until a couple months ago. Everything you do in Far Cry 3 was first... Well, when did Far Cry 3 come out? Did it come out around the same time as Assassin's Creed 3? Do we I'm know that? It. Because everything that you did in Far Cry 3 borrowed from Assassin's Creed 3. Like, hunting to upgrade your stuff. The radio towers were, yeah, you know, obviously towers from every other Assassin's Creed It came Creed out game. almost exactly two years ago, end of November 2012. So what that did Assassin's Creed? The same time as Assassin's Creed no, 3. No, Far Cry 3. I love it, though, because when, yeah, that... when you Google Far Cry 3 release date... It has a release date, and then it says Far Cry, but then next to it, it has the image for Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But that that's a bad... those Ubisoft is a good example of how they're doing that yeah. poorly. Like, yep. they're, they're not really... Like, Far Cry has shit story, and it's all just so you can be in this environment and experience this world but you're doing all the same kind of side stuff that you do in an assassin's creed game where assassin's creed has a somewhat better story has all the same gameplay stuff a little bit weaker combat where far cry has better combat because it's a shooter yeah. <laughs> like that's that's just a sign of bad times <laughs> when a like a big developer like that is just recycling that's things. why you just got to rely on the little guys and Hope that they come up with some new good original stuff, you know, and just keep the cycle going. That's why indie games are such a yeah. thing right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Which not, not, I'm not being doom and gloom. There's still definitely good innovation and whatever. It's just, it just sucks when things like that happen. And I, I really like Bioware and have for a long time. I've played most of their games, and now that they're showing signs of doing stuff like that, it's just a little sad. <laughs> it's true. It's fair. So we'll see where they go in the future. I'm sure the next Mass Effect is going to be the same thing as the other Mass Effects. But that's a series that I'm okay with mm-hmm. doing that. I'd say I'd say the Mass, uh, Mass Effect series, it, every one of those games was, I don't want to say vastly different, but felt pretty different from the one prior to. I, yeah, I think so. I think they simplified them significantly yes. through each, through each uh, release, which is also what happened with Dragon Age. Dragon Age is very simple now. There's not a lot of anything going on. I I don't think there's any healing spells. Weird. I think everybody just drinks potions. <laughs> and, and do you regenerate too? There's there's one item. Uh there's regenerative okay. potions. How uh but I mean I I haven't got that far into it, but I mean they they might have legitimately just thrown out an entire what would be a class do in you other pick RPGs. A, class, a healer. Like a to healer. Start with? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a couple. There's um I mean there's the typical rogue mage mm-hmm. warrior. Do you do you still And and then there's like little little variations of how, those. Uh, how RPG do you consider this game? I you level up and you choose abilities and you get different equipment. It's it's pretty RPG-ish. I mean, it like it, it is an RPG. I mean, it's not it's not super simplified. They they actually did add a couple things that I'm pretty excited about. You can craft stuff. And usually in crafting in any game, it's just like, get these requirements and you crafted it. Oh, whatever. You might as well have just found this item. But in Dragon Age now, you can get the materials and you get a schematic. And all those materials have different qualities. 
So you can choose to make the schematic out of different materials depending on what you want. And I think that's really fucking mm-hmm. cool. And I'm excited to see how that continues. I haven't, I, I don't have near enough materials to even craft anything yet. So we'll see. But that, that alone, I was like, oh wow. So they're actually trying to do something, something kind of different with this. Whereas, let's go back to Assassin's Creed for the millionth time. You hunt two animals. So you get two of their skins and you craft an item. You might as well just find that item somewhere. What's the point of seeking out the animal and hunting? Like, you know, it, it's just an extra step for, for no reason. Where Dragon Age, you get like a choice. You have all these items. What do you want it? What do you want the crafted item to be like? How do you want it to perform? And I think that's really awesome. From what I've heard or read about uh, Dragon Age, the the I guess main story itself isn't anything crazy, but probably but not. One of the major aspects that a lot of the reviewers were liking about it is whenever you're just wandering around the world, you'll walk for maybe like a minute or two. If that, and you'll immediately find something new to do. There's just like so many different little things yeah. to do. Uh, yeah, that, that was the last, that was actually the last little note. It's funny you bring that up. Last little note that I wrote down from my like limited time with it so far is that I'm in the first area where you can actually explore. And I was kind of just running around. I had a destination, but it, it was like a side thing. It wasn't anything important. And, um, NPC was getting attacked by enemies and I saved her and there was no marker for her. I didn't know anything about her, but she was a part of another side quest that I forgot that I had gotten, and I just happened upon her. And um, I fought off the people, and I started talking to her, and I was like, I had no idea this was even here. I don't, I don't even know how I would have even accomplished this quest. And normally that would be annoying, but how that game's presented is you're kind of just exploring and you're getting a bunch of things, but like the text is so small that you're not really reading it and worrying about it. You're kind of just going and seeing what happens. And I thought that was really awesome. Like I just found this girl, she was being attacked and I I was like, Oh wow, this is like a thing. I'm talking to her. It's an event. I got like items and experience for it. And, and she had like a name and we were having dialogue and all this stuff. And I initially was like, holy shit, like, was this just happening in the world or whatever? And then I found out later it was a quest. But just how I came upon it felt, like, natural. It wasn't like I was seeking out that quest just to get it. It wasn't just an icon on the map. That's good, at least. Yeah, it was, it it just was really cool. That That was, like, one little tiny thing where it just happened and I got immediately distracted by it. I had another thing to do, but I was like, oh, this person's getting attacked and I need experience, so I might as well fight these people. And then it turns out it was a quest and she had a story and it was, like, worth doing. It it just, it feels really great so far and I'm so excited to be playing it because it's supposed to be really long, especially if you want to do all the side stuff, which I'll probably end up doing. <laughs> you gotta You gotta give that multiplayer a go. I'm interested. Oh, I will, for sure. Um, I, I, well, just a heads up, I, I am planning on playing that with a consistent crew and we're going to mm-hmm. record them, but the only, uh, I'm hoping I get sucked into it cause you get yeah. loot chests and stuff. The like only Mass difference, the, well, the major difference that I, I saw was unlike Mass Effect where you have, I guess, enemies coming at you, you progress through a level in this one in Dragon Age, I think. You like progress Wait, through a dungeon. You you go through the dungeon. You you don't, you don't hold. Oh yeah, you don't yeah. Hold from off anywhere like you did in Mass Effect. Yeah, I. That's from what I understand how it works. Also, 
So that sounds, that sounds sweet as hell. It's not just, hey, we know this map is like a good place to just farm money and whatever. You know, which we did and had fun with in Mass Effect. I, I'm not saying that sucked. It's just nice to maybe do something different. Are there? Maybe, maybe they could so, just add some trapezohedrons to farm. That would be nice. They could, and they could just add, uh, Adam and right. toys. <laughs> Are there, is there a variety of enemies in Dragon Age? Uh, you know, they're really never. So, like, was. wonder how the, that, the multiplayer works then. Is it just kind of the same type coming out? Yeah, you? you're right. It won't go, it, it won't really go through stages like Mass yeah. Effect did. It, it, I mean, it could. I, I don't know. I, I've only seen three hours yeah. of this game, but I mean, the, the series itself never had a ton of variation. I mean, there's, there's the human dwarf elf people, which might as well just all be humans. Like, they don't really look that different or act that different. But then there was Darkspawn and stuff from the Fade, like demons. That's really all I can think of <laughs> in terms of variation. So that's probably what this game's going to be like, too. I don't know. Guess we'll time will tell, yep. See what it's like. Yeah. Guess we should wrap this up a little over now. I'm excited to get back in the saddle now with something, uh, you know, finishing up what I have going on and, of course, starting Dark Souls next. So excited about that, finally. Yes, I am excited also because I am going to try and play it with you. I still have uh, plenty of plenty of menu sitting tonight. Uh, yeah, not me. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I'm really glad I wasn't relying yeah. on Halo. I want to see I'm, if the update helps. I hope yeah. so. I'm just not uh, holding my breath. But, of course, next time no. we might have some interesting games to talk about because it will be after Black Friday. And my guess is that there's going to be something that's too good of a deal to pass up, and I'm going to randomly purchase it and, you know, just start playing it immediately. Some, something like Alien Isolation or Evil Within, you know, something like that. So, Those are probably pretty good yeah, candidates. Yeah, they've for been sales. out long enough, you know, especially Alien Isolation, because, you know, I just I feel like that's not something that's going to hold tremendous value for a really long time. So No, no, it won't. Works for me. <laughs> yep, and I will be playing Dragon Age for a while, yeah, no I'm doubt. sure. Remember, you, if somebody said that, that one reviewer said it took him like 90 hours or something, which is just wonderful news. Yeah, and I, I think the main line is probably 40 mm -hmm. to 50, but still, that's that's crazy. It's like a, that's like a new Final Fantasy game, <laughs> is how I would liken yeah. that, that length Definitely. of time. I got Far Cry and GTA ahead of me. Yes, so you, you can update us on, on those. You can keep us up to date for things. Because I'll, I'll just be stuck with Dragon Age for a while. I'm going to try and play other stuff. My initial intention was to be stuck That'll... with Halo for the rest of the year, but that's not happening. <laughs> uh, no. That also wouldn't make this very interesting. True. <laughs> we need you, Simon. Yeah. But uh, you can find us on iTunes if you search 2v1. And subscribing would be great. Yep, and we'll be tweeting that. We, of course, just to make the link. I know we all, all three of us, appreciate simplicity and being able to do something without having to put forth any effort. So if you follow us on Twitter, which is very little effort, we will supply you with the content. <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We have we have a blog that we haven't really updated in a while, <laughs> but uh, we'll maybe we'll try and get more to that. I don't know. I have um I have a YouTube channel also. You can look for Nickhead for that. But yeah, I think that's gonna be it, guys. Unless you have any other final words. I we might we might so. have one for another week. We got Thanksgiving next week. 
Yeah, there will be a break. Yeah, so, a little sure. bit after that. I don't think we have. I don't think we have an active enough listening base, right? I don't now think anybody's gonna panic. <laughs> and if you are panicking, yeah. then we thank you. <laughs> yeah, and let us yeah, know that please you're panicking. do. Yes, tweet at me. <laughs> Find me. Uh, my name is just. It's spelled like it sounds. Swarbachev is the handle. I haven't said that in the past couple of podcasts, so I might as well get it out there because I'm slowly but surely getting some followers out there. Yeah, um, I'm Nick Head. And Josh is Robert, Robert Paulson? Paulson underscore. Yes. Yeah, there's underscores for mine also. But anyway, that's going to bring this one to a close. All right. Thanks yep, for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. And thank you both. <laughs>